WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episode. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our uncommon place. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today, part of my favorite uh, series inside of West Virginia Commonplace, we have this thing called Author Circle that I do when I have an author with me, but I have more than an author with me today. So this is one of our normal episodes, and it's fun to finally get back to doing a normal episode. It's been so long um, because I have so many different tags for different episodes. Um, So today I have with me B. Sedwick. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be here, JR. It's just a real honor that you've agreed and that we've had this opportunity to be here. Okay. Now you are what we call a multifaceted person. Everybody has different things to them. And some people live in a multiverse and some people uh, do multiple things, but you're multifaceted. You have a lot of things going on. So could you tell the audience uh, very quickly about yourself? Well, I've been thinking about this because I never, I don't really like talking about myself that much, but I, I think I define myself as an adventurer. Okay. Um, part of the story that will, um, I, 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 I think that you're interested in, is that I was somebody that always got to do things because of who I was, like because I was my mother's daughter. I had a great mom, but you know, I got to do a lot of stuff for her because of who I was married to in his profession. Um, and so I started trying to figure out who I was. And a couple of things came out of that. One, I learned to listen to the body, my body. And two, I followed any kind of lead where I could get to. For example, I've been to all 50 states and only one of those did I actually go to deliberately so I could count, cross off the last one. And even then I managed to get to a conference. <laughs> so, um, but as I kept on going, trying to figure out who I was and listening to my body, I was doing really, really well. I mean, you know, I, um, it, it was it's after the spirit monkey thing that we'll talk about. And one day I just fell out of nowhere. I just was walking along by the library and I did a whoosh. And um, so I, you know, other than a very, very mild concussion. And <clears throat> there wasn't really anything wrong with me, but with a concussion, you don't do anything. So I was saying, what was my body calling me to do? And I decided it was calling me to just be present. Okay. And that was great. And I went along to do that. I was getting ready to move and it wasn't falling in place. And it turned out that the reason it wasn't was um, my doctor said I was a little bit anemic and it turned out I had a very very odd very treatable form of cancer that to my delight mainly men get for some reason and I think that's funny and um so I said well so what's going on with my body because it's a body thing trying to tell me and I decided that being 
present was too active and I was called to a place of just being, which has been exciting. I mean, you know, I, I get to talk to you from that place of just being. But, you know, so what does this mean? But I realized that from a place of just being, I'm on podcasts, I'm on talking to you. Yes. Um, I published a book. I lived in Thailand a little bit. Um, I landed in this very unexpected place for all of COVID. Uh, I've been calm throughout the whole last two year and a half or however many million years it's been. <laughs> so and I realized that this is something I can share. And this is something other people also want because they would like to be able to have things happen without all the angst and stress and things. So that's who I am. That's part of who I am. Okay, so let's dig into this. Uh, we'll talk about the spirit moxie, but this is the one thing that caught me. And um, my listeners always know, like, uh, when we have a guest on, we do research. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we, we find out things. And, and the things that you find out, those are the things that you have the, the most questions about. So um, heading over to your website, if you don't mind plugging it real quick. Want me to go there? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to plug it. Like, tell the audience. Oh, plug, plug the website. I'm sorry. I'm uh-huh. I think I remember what it looks like. Um, the website was um, created when I launched Spirit Moxie. And what it is, is it was a way to share that together we can make a difference. It, it happened around in 2013, I think it went live and it became beautiful maybe two years later. <laughs> um, same content. It's just beautiful now. Okay. And, um, um, <laughs> now the thing that caught me was I was there and, and, and I seen this. Do you dream about changing the world? Mm-hmm. And and right there, um, that that made me you know that 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 challenges your thought that that messes with your 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 path that you're on at the moment before you even get to it. Um, and that question right there, uh, that's the basis correct of it is the basis it is the basis it's the basis of spirit moxie was i was trying to figure out who i was going to be when i grew up as i told you and i figured the only skill i had was writing and as part of this i um started noticing all those things you do that if only everybody did these the world would be a better place you like smile at people (laughs) follow directions which is a conversation we have had um and if everybody did them, it would just be better all along. And that was the beginning of that particular piece of dreaming that together, if we did this together, the world really, really can be a beautiful and whole place. All right. And with the spirit moxie and uh, everything that goes along inside this, because we'll go into more detail. Um what obstacles beyond what you told me about the fall and all that other stuff? Like what other obstacles did you, do you use like spirit moxie, like everything that's, that's uh, in this whole nutshell? Cause we'll go into details about all the other facets inside of it. Well, I really have been living from a place of just being and just being in presence, but I'm always sort of looking for what's next. And um, I get impatient, which is sort of anesthetical to, just being and I have to pull myself back I pull myself back into the spirit moxie place it's spirit moxie sort of become my identity in a lot for some people and and sort of that whole um idea of like holding space for people of possibility 
Um, one of the other things about Spirit Moxie is there's a lot of pieces on it that I wrote about before. Now they're really common terms, like little oh. things that can change the world. Everybody says that. But seven years ago, they didn't. And I, they didn't get it from me. I get, I, you know, I'm not saying that they got them from me, but there's that underlying current. So for obstacles in Spirit Moxie, it's more like Spirit Moxie's given me like a... a, a a raft, if you will, to get wherever I'm going. I'm not sure exactly where that is, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm hoping, but that's become my raft. Okay. And another thing I noticed in um, going over the website uh, and different things like that, I noticed that it's a certain way that you, that you question life. And in that way that you question life, um, I'll let you explain it a little bit better than, than what I'm going to do. But like the way that you did that, like the, it made me think about life a different way. Like if I'm doing this, how does this pertain to this? And why am I doing this? I put more question. I put more question into why I'm doing certain, doing certain actions. So how did you decide that this would be what you would do in your present state that you are in now? The way you put it, I think it just becomes, I'm naturally curious. There's this real curiosity about sounds like work. Again, going back to like who I am, because that's the only base I have. Yes. And I've learned certain concrete things that can get, that get, that contribute to being to a place of calm and presence and being. And when you're there, you start seeing things. For example, one of the core pieces that can change anything is gratitude. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing that everywhere, too. I'm thinking, like, really? I mean, I didn't get it myself. I read. Uh, the other thing that happens is I read a lot. And um, or I'll explore one of the little things and I'll like so Google some things and I'll run into like a perfect TED talk or something by somebody. But um, from the gratitude piece, for example, I just wrote about the idea of finding delight in things, which is a little bit different than gratitude. And I got all excited about it. So. Yeah. And, th and that was one of the pieces that uh, I, I, like that I looked over and I, and, and um, to, to phrase it another way, it seems like uh, once you got into this new state, your, your questioning became a, a perspective. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what you just uh, said there. Like that perspective is very, coming to someone that's not that let's you know in, in uh, um on the outside looking in um because like like you said with the whole gratitude and the grateful deal um like reading that that and you know i'm sitting back and i'm like hey you know this is a different way of thinking um everybody always gives you a a, a certain stance on things but they don't actually try to give you a different perspective people upsell all the time oh um i think this way blah blah blah, blah. And they might say because but you put a full circle around it and you don't always get that full circle. I'm part of a mastermind right now. And they were talking about the idea of perfect. And I don't know how many years ago, it was more than two, like three, four years ago, I wrote a piece on perfect, which is the whole other different thing. And um, you can, if you go into the, you can find it in the on the website. Um, there's a, a, a link that says conversation. Okay. And I hate the word blog. So that that's what I call it because I really want engagement. It isn't me talking to you. It's inviting you like we are now into what's 
what's going on. But anyway, if you put imperfect in that little place, it, this piece will come up and it suggests that maybe we're perfect right now. <laughs> and that and, this is a good thing. Yeah, in, in a certain state of being, I could get that. Now, um, you offer numerous services under this umbrella of Spirit Moxie. Um, I would like you to explain to me the living consciously. Well, living consciously, and that's interesting because I'm working at a different on a different word for it, but it still says what it is. Again, is inviting people into presence. And what it is, it's 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 an offer to do workshops and retreats because I adore workshops and retreats. I love group energy. I mean, one-on-one conversations are beautiful too, but but that's for the group energy idea. And it's to help people sort of claim to really start seeing what they're missing in their life. Okay. Like, like your smile, you know, it's like, it's um, how that um, really can impact everything you are and everything you do and how that can just sort of flow and grow as I was talking about, about later. Um, it's become more concrete because now I've really identified some real concrete tools that are teachable, I think, that, you know, get you to being more productive with more productive, unexpectedly, unexpectedly productive and probably more is one of the results, but also with calm and ease and purpose. That's because when I seen that living consciously, I was thinking to myself, living consciously, I'm like, we do go through life on a routine. Some people do. Some people, like I said, have a lot of automation in their lives. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I like that probably means to me, it meant that it's something that has to do with a little bit more of accountability. And uh, outside of that accountability, uh, you you would probably give something to someone that gives them sustainability. Well, that goes along with the purpose piece. When you know what you're doing, like your passion for podcasts, that intertwines through everything you do. Yes, it does. And so it's that kind of little line, but naming it, help naming it. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, because if you just know that you make a difference when you smile walking down the street, it starts change. If you really start being conscious about it, it starts changes how you are. And getting people more conscious about how, how fabulous they are that I, I love that. And, and I commend you on that. Cause uh, it's real hard. Cause a lot of people, um, and, and I'm not going to go through generations or uh, be subjective to stuff like that, but uh, I don't believe in generations anyway. Um, some people um, don't have great self-esteem Mm-mm. and, and, and uh, I know not personally, but I know just people around me that, it's very hard to build that up in them. So I do commend you on that. Thank now, uh, moving along, you have a book, Moxie Moves. What inspired this book? Well, it, I was inspired because people didn't seem to really get what Spirit Moxie was about. I mean, I was working on a book. I'm still working on a book on hope. <laughs> okay. And um, which is something else we all need. But there were two pieces. One, people didn't understand what Spirit Moxie was about. And two, a book gives you credibility, and I really wanted more credibility. Okay. And I thought it was I thought it was going to be really easy because I had the conversation post. I was just going to do some cut and paste and do a quick ebook 
and that would be it. Well, the book had other ideas. Books come and take a life of their own and said, nope, only about a third of this is written and it's going to have to be redone. <laughs> now, inside this book, when you're formulating these ideas, uh, did you ever at any point, did this book become a part of self-care or anything like that? Well, part of it is. I mean, in the, in the 10 things, there are things like sleep. It's one of the 10 things that can change the world. <laughs> um, care of your body or loving your body, rather, which is a self-care um, component. Um, I always have to look at the list. I can't <laughs> but, take, a, um, take a moment and look at it. <laughs> those two for sure are, um, once I've written something that sort of has a life of its own and it just sort of goes out there somewhere and I don't mind talking about it, but I don't exactly remember it. But actually, anything you do that has a purpose and a thing it ends up being a self-care component to it. True, true, true. Because that, that's what I like about authors. Now, um, you finished this book. What was the feeling? Because this is the one thing that a lot of authors tell me. And like I said, you have multifacetes. So you have this author under your belt. When you finish this book, that product right there is technically finished in the physical form. But it takes on a life of its own when people have questions because people have, like you said, where you've brought a different perspective, people bring more perspective because they're giving them a perspective. So when you finish that product, how did it make you feel and how does it feel with the reception of it as it is now? Let me tell you a story of um, when it wasn't quite finished. Okay. I was on a, um, a, a very, 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 very local television panel. And we were talking about the book. And there were three of us, four of us, um, involved with this. And we talked about um, smiling, because smiling is the easiest thing to explain how that is contagious. And we were also talking about litter. And I, in the car, driving back to Cincinnati, um, all of a sudden, they got on to how we litter each other's minds. This wasn't even my idea. I mean, I had never thought about it, about how ideas, how we litter each other with expectations and, and um, sort of false things that we see in them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, like, oh, and they said, like, I'm, I'm, and, then, and they sort of ended, and we can hardly wait to read what you write. And I'm thinking, like, but that's not in there. It is now. Not a lot of it, but it's in there now. And so that that is a concrete thing of how other people's interactions change content or expected it. The book came out right before COVID. And um, so direct interaction, other than an awesome party we gave to launch it, because I like parties. Um, there hasn't been a lot of interaction around it. Um, I mean, people have been giving it as presents to their in-laws. Okay. But, um, okay. <laughs> but, um, what, the other thing that was interesting that changed in it a little bit is that I invited, actually, the people I'm living with now, but I asked her if she would illustrate it because I saw her do little prompts. She's very talented. Yes. And she said, Sure. But instead of doing that, she took each of the uh, each of the ten things 
without reading anything I wrote and did a whole art piece on it. Oh, whoa. So that changed the book too. So I, it's, I, these are better examples, I guess, of people, that, that people, other energies changing the book as it went. So in a sense, it's two books, which <laughs> is fine. Because it invites you, it invites people into a third thing. So what's your take on it? What's your place? What is, what is it? Okay. And then yeah. they take that and then they become creative out of that, yeah. that yeah. presence. Okay. And I like that. So how does it feel to be an author? B? It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like, for example, I just read one of these posts you get every day in the email, right? That said, and you know, and one day I'll write a book. And you said like, no, I already wrote a book. Okay. <laughs> I am an <laughs> author. It's going to happen. It just is. Um, so it, it's just, it's just sort of, it's a little bit humbling. It's um, exciting. And in some ways it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I mean, it's just gone out there and it's doing its little dance. and It's got wings and legs and went out on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I like to ask everyone that writes a book, um, everybody has a different creative process. So that's something that's tried and true. And that's something that's tiring when you ask that question. But my question to you is this. Um, when you were writing this book, was there a time that you got that writer's block that, that you got at, to a point where you had to stop? Oh. I, I have an awesome editor who actually only edited, but I, uh, I, I had friends I was like enrolling in this mm-hmm. and I kept wanting the book to be done. I said like, well, and you can see how it all fits together. And they were like, no, you have to make the whole thing fit together. Because you realize these were separate pieces and now it's a whole book. Right. I mean, it's it's a different process. And then one of the ways I knew I had to do this was um, with the introduction. And for like, I'd started and I'd written something. I don't remember it somewhere, I guess. and it just wasn't doing it. And I, I just, it took, it was, it was over three months of just sort of staring at the paper saying like, and one day I, I write on the computer and one day I took a legal pad and a pen and I just wrote a letter to whoever was reading it to what I wanted them to know, what I wanted to say to them. And I was, um out hanging out with um, someone around your age um, and who I really, really respect. And I said, like, I can't do a letter as a preface in a book. And he said, why not? So the opening thing is a letter to you. (laughs) And and that's crazy how that just clicked together like that. Mm -hmm. Instead of all the other prowess of writing this or that it just came from manuscript simple letter a letter you write and it fit its purpose okay <clears throat> okay i get you on that one now uh you have all this stuff going on inside spirit moxie and i'm going to go to the website real quick um because that's that's an awesome thing that you can do so we talked about uh the conversation already um you have an about section which that uh, tells about itself and the one interesting thing that you did is uh you have a resource uh, page if you don't, if you're over there on that. Um, mm-hmm. And you talk about what, uh, you know, how to engage in different, do different things with you. And then 
the original hundred list. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't mind explaining that. Well, Spirit Box began when, with just the idea that why isn't everybody doing these things? And they all ended up on, on note cards. In fact, I've got them in a thing right down next to me right now. And the original was a hundred cards of things that we could do together to change the world. If, if everybody did them, actually, if everybody did them, the world would be pretty awesome. But anyway, <laughs> um, and a lot of them really are self-care pieces, which we, we forget that brushing our teeth changes the world. I mean, it's just, a, and I wrote about washing your hands long before 2000. But anyway, um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but, that's, a, um, that's a good one there. <laughs> but um that's a pretty good post too. Anyway, um, so I had these hundred things and that's all I had. I was going to write this witty and clever thing like you read in your bathroom, you know, the one-liner deals. Yes. And I, I'm, witty and clever at, on paper is not one of my gifts apparently. I mean, that was not working. <laughs> so I ended up with this awesome, awesome mentor and I took them with me. And for, I'm talking too much here, but anyway, um, but part of, so anyway, that's how Spirit Moxie got born through these original 100 cards. And I was again on my very, very first radio program, which was really another, uh, us, um, and we, and Spirit Moxie is a playlist. You can find it on YouTube. You can also probably find it, I don't know where else you can find it. But, um, and um, so we were going through the playlist and the person who was interviewing me kept talk, referencing these hundred things. And he said, like, I can't, you talk about these original hundred things and I can't find them anywhere. So I went to my web guy and said, okay, we've got to put the original hundred on the, on the website. The links are not completely up to date because one of my challenges is I can't update the website myself these days, but, um, but it's a, that's the original hundred. Okay. It's so the beginning. Of spirit moxie so yeah. um within this this uh hundred this original hundred list <clears throat> how many of these things have you done i'd have to look <laughs> i mean uh, what i do is i i always say whether i um actually accomplished all of them or well i i'm not i i whether something is i when i po post a conversation you tag it and I say whether it's part of the real conversation and part of the things that was, um, and some of these things are, I wrote about in the book that aren't on here, so. Okay. And some, and I've written things that really are something that'll change the world that have happened since the, the list. I mean, it's not up to 200 yet, but it's a, a much it's longer, <laughs> it's getting there. R.E.B., one thing that I would like you to do for the audience, because uh, one thing about these podcasts, um, no matter the length of them, um, people, some people will skip through the podcast to get to a certain point in the podcast. Uh, could you do real quick and do a real shameless plug and let everyone know where, the, where they can find you on social media and the actual address for your um, website? Well, the shameless, another shameless plug is that it's also possible with the living consciously thing to work directly with me. Yes. That's 
that's that's another piece. You can find me under B Sedgwick on Facebook, but also the Spirit Moxie is the Facebook page. There's another Facebook page called Tango with Time. We should talk about that in some podcast. But anyway, I, yeah. um, it's the other thing I play with. Okay, Spirit Moxie. Anywhere we'll find you. I'm Spirit Moxie on Instagram. Uh, you can find me as Spirit Moxie on LinkedIn or as B Sedgwick. Okay. Um, you can find me as, on SB Sedgwick on Twitter, um, where I don't post much, but things usually get copied there. Okay. Uh, on the website, there's a little banner that says stay in touch or connect with me or something. And it, it's, and if you do that, you get a free cheat sheet for changing the world. Okay. And I, you know, and you maybe get two posts a, a, a month, maybe. But my new thing, I have a new thing that I'm doing that's free, is the first Tuesday of every month, I'm doing a half hour of something called Corner with Calm, where you can entrain in calm. And somebody said we're doing it for the whole world, that when we offer that, we're offering it for everything. Okay. And and I, I like that she put in there the way that someone can engage you and get in touch with you through your website. Cause that, that's the one thing that like so many people have to do now. They, they need to have a way to, to get in touch. And uh, one thing that I'll credit to the world of zoom zoom has made the world a little bit easier and, and, and um, things like that, but that's the, the short plug on that. Um, so one thing that I do in the show and something that I picked up in like season four or five, one of them, we do a testimonial about the person that I'm interviewing. So B, let me go ahead and give you yours. Um, it's an amazing thing that you're doing right now. Uh, the amazing thing is this, you are helping people with perspective. You are helping people engage in more than our simple ABC thought. You're giving them A to A35 or the B72. And um, for people to actually be, be given perspective, that's a very hard thing to do because you have to have credibility. You have to build what we call a simple intimacy. And it's not anything that's in a physical fashion or anything like that, but it's it's the intimacy of eye contact. It's the intimacy of your words building a trust. And it is very hard to do that. People can sell stuff all day long. They can do this and that. But what you're doing here is it's uncanny. It's it's outside the box in the sense of I'm not putting a standard on it. I'm just saying outside of the box on that. You're actually doing this to help people and to get people into a mode of let's challenge the everyday norm. You don't have this happen every day. Um, and in your book, cause I was able to pull a few pieces here and there. Um, it's, it, it, it's so much you basically you make people think, and you're not forcing them to be accountable for it to a degree, but you're saying, hey, think about this, then get to your accountability of it. And that doesn't put pressure on people. And that's the thing that I wish everybody knew, you know, because in not in, in so much of what they do, because even what I do sometimes, sometimes I put a little pressure on it. Well, if you're not putting pressure on it, it makes it easier for certain people to ease into it. It makes it comfortable. And when people can be comfortable and still be challenged. That's a genius. So I want to thank you for that. You're making me cry. <laughs> I don't cry. <laughs> oh, I apologize. But, no, it's good. but 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 sometimes um you know people don't get the 
don't get to know their their uh, mark on life. And a million people can tell you, but uh, in a singular moment, I just want you to know all that. And to definitely be proud of that. Like that's the pat on the back. That's the, I'm going to commend myself. Um, and being humble about it like you are um, makes it even worthwhile to acknowledge you and let you know this. So I do want to thank you for, for your con- contribution to the world, to everywhere, because the hardest thing is uh, we don't want to use this word, but but I have to use it with everyone. It's the influence, not the influencer, but it's the influence. It's the time, the dedication that you've taken to do this. Because you could do anything else in life. You've you've had your life, uh, you've had, you've rewritten your life quite a bit. And the thing is, is that you didn't have to rewrite your life at any point. You could have just stayed with whatever was going A, B, C, D and not take these, uh, um, these extra intersections and these extra corners and, you know, get more perspective outside of that straight line that we're taught and what we're supposed to uh, do. Um, You decided that you weren't, that you were going to go out and not uh, conform. You were going to assimilate to other ideas. And that's. I don't think I could go in straight lines and be me. (laughs) Okay. So I want to tell you, thank you for that. So um, now it's your turn. Um, the audience will listen to this and uh, they will get a, a certain um, degree of who you are. In the show notes, they'll find your website. They'll head over there. But um, this is your moment to give back to the audience real quick. So here's the question. Um, I, as, I, as I was growing up, I used to watch this show called 2020. And um it had a lot of journalistic integrity. You had Diane Sawyer. You had Barbara Walters. He had John Stossel. He did a little funny bit. But we're, we're not going to do John Stossel because we can do a comedic podcast anytime. Um, so here is my hard-hitting question, and here's my challenge. And the way that I'm going to do it this time is I'm not going to do the Diane Sawyer. I'm going straight to the Barbara Walters question. Barbara Walters' question was something that 1040 at night, when you're watching on a Friday night 2020, it's what gripped you in. It's what made you watch it and then decide if you were going to watch the news or go to bed at 11. So here it is. You have spirit moxie. You have a purpose. You have a place. Right now, let the audience know what their place is with you. It's a place of calm. What I bring to you is a center. And not to any arrogance. It just happens to be where I've fallen and who I am. And in that place of calm... Anything is possible. Um, a new world, a new um, new opportunities for you, a, a chance to not get hooked by all the stuff going on around you. But all I can do, all I am, all 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 we are, is just a center place where anything can happen. Um, and I love you guys. I don't know you, but I love you because that's just sort of a default when you're part of this place. And thank you for listening. Okay. Now here's a hard hitting question. And this is, like I said, we're going to get deeper into the Barbara Walters portion. Cause the one thing I, I always liked about her was that 
when she was giving you her questions, they, they pulled certain answers out of people that you're normally not going to get. So you have been um, very nice to present everything out there to us. You told us about the fall, which that was an obstacle. You came out of that. So present day today, what is an obstacle that you have to face every single day? You intertwine it with spirit moxie and your belief process and how you do things that you deal with every day. Because the thing is, is that we can always tell about the good things and the, the positive things that happen inside what we do. And I'm not putting a negative spin on this, but we all have an obstacle that we have to deal with every day. So if you wouldn't mind. I, I've got a, um, I can answer a mental obstacle. Okay. Um, and a physical obstacle. Okay. Um, the mental one. I, I'm, I'm, I take courses like I hope some of you do. And um, they were talking about small voices. And one of my small voices that I live with every day is. Um, it's not exactly not being good enough. But it's that I'll never be seen. I can have all these great ideas for spirit moxie and they can be out there and then everybody else is like using them from the stream eight years later and nobody knows that they were spirit moxie before. I can, um, I can put myself out there and, and people remember me, but it's more like as a, a side piece and I don't, want visibility for me so much but I think spirit moxie is important I think it's doing some really really exciting things and and so there's every day there's sort of like that all right what do I do today I can only do what I'm given to do but there's that little small voice is that you'll never be seen you'll never be seen you'll never be seen the concrete piece I have and if anybody has a brilliant ideas about this when they listen they could email me um, is that I really right now don't have a place. I'm not living anywhere that's mine. I mean, I'm living with the artist and her husband. They picked me up when I got back from Thailand the November before COVID, and I'm in their study. That's their books behind me. Um, and I've been, I was looking for a place when I, when the cancer happened, I thought I was moving to Seattle. And I really, and I still think it's going to happen, but that not having place is just, um, it wears on me. Okay. And I thank you for being um, raw and honest because uh, not so much with every single guest, but some guests are very, uh, I'm going to say superficial. They, they need to be good. <laughs> and and I thank you for for that that moment that intimacy you gave right there, um, because that's hard, and and that was one thing like about Barbara Walters. I always tell everybody she could you know we just made the moment we just made the soundbite for this podcast somewhere in between there and then everything else that you dropped. Um, so spinning everything back around, um, what are your future endeavors? You have Spirit Moxie set up where the world's opening back up right now. So it's a weird transition because even I'm having a weird transition with it because this Zoom thing at some point is going to die down and it's going to be me traveling to all these places because 
Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in different areas. Uh, everyone knows that uh, on a regional level, I'm all over Ohio. You might catch me here or there. I, I do a diagonals on each uh, end or Michigan or West Virginia, Virginia. So I know that at some point I'm going to have to start getting back out there and doing things live, which that's going to be hard because I've gotten so accustomed to this because we see each other. We're talking. It's almost like we're there, but you know, you're where you are and I'm in West Virginia. So, you know, that's the the hardest thing for me right now is knowing that at some point I'm going to have to take this whole thing on the road, even though I have it mobile, you know. Well, um, well, in a related note, I adore airports. Okay. And I'm <laughs> happiest when I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm the only person I know that gets energized by being in an airport. I apologize, but you know, and, um, and I haven't been in one since November of 2019. Whoa. Well, you know. COVID-19 hits and things. Yep. I had two tickets that got canceled. I've got credit on Delta somewhere. So you'll be going somewhere well, or you might be heading to Seattle, right? Well, Portland, I think. But Portland. anyway, we'll see. Maybe, I mean, one of those places. Okay. Anyway, it's... um. So there's, so that's, I've almost forgotten the question, but so I know that I'm hoping that at some point, even though the novelties went out, because the book came out like the beginning of December, 2019, again, right before COVID. So there haven't been any really major book signings. Okay. And I'm hoping that some of that'll happen. Um, I'm, um, exploring moving um i and then i've got you know regular projects for so with spirit moxie um just sort of expanding the whole one-on-one and group things because i i connect better when i'm talking like i'm talking to you okay um <laughs> and i mean you know i'm growing I'm learning how to define things. I'm, I'm working on a place that's trying to more completely integrate the whole spirit moxie vision and the whole living consciously vision. I just committed to doing that last night. Okay. So it's um, a lot of work in progress. And then there's still the book on hope that I fight with. Because I write really briefly. So for me to actually write that many words is like, okay, I've said everything I think I need to say, but nobody will hear it unless I add more words to this. So how do I do that? That's the stage of that book. Oh, so that's the hard part on that one. Well, B, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on West Virginia and Commonplace. It has been a pleasure of mine to talk to you. And hopefully in the near future, we can have you back on. Because like you said, you have another book and you have a whole nother angle that we'll uh, have to discuss at a later period. Um, so oh, we've got time. We can have a t- one on time. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely have to do one in the near future. Um, so once again, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, and this will reach the audience at uh, whatever time frame that it comes out. And then they will uh, gravitate to you. And they probably already gravitated to you in the sense of that once advertisement and different things come out, we all know how things roll out. So once again, I want to thank you for being a guest. Um, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Because there's always someone behind the scenes that even if they didn't help, uh create everything there's someone that narrated your story at its beginning maybe not at its middle or its end but we all have someone to think like me for instance i always think uh my father he passed away when i was eight years old but 
because of the things that I learned about him, he's narrated my life into the person that I am today. There, there are multiple people I would thank. One is that people give their mothers a hard time. And I never, she always thought I could do anything. I mean, she really truly did believe in me. I, I mean, I didn't grow up with all that sort of like, girls can only do, I can do anything. And the other person is the person I dedicated the book to. I had a, a partner for 13 years, who's a little bit older than I am, who died in 2012. And um, who again, just really, really, really always believed in me. And so I think that having that kind of of surety and all the people in between those two who, who, who supported me in that kind of way. I've been really blessed by, by people. Okay. Who I am. All right. So once again, I want to thank you for coming on. And this is West Virginia and Commonplace signing off.